y'all cannot make this stuff up. Literally, I just did a podcast, a uh, mini one with Robert Kiyosaki talking about <clears throat> um, three types of, of um, income and which one is taxed the heaviest. And I wish I had known this earlier um, or maybe I did, but it means something different to me because I've done you know, all three types of those income. And it makes me a little bit more educated in terms of, um, sometimes if I'm, if I'm honest, I would feel a little bit guilty for living a passive income lifestyle. But not only was I, when I was working for, for my money, not only was I being taxed financially, but the toll on my body, my mental, my physical, my spiritual, my emotional, everything, there's also that added tax, tax on being able to spend time with your family, your friends. So it's almost like a dummy tax, right? In a set, respectfully, and again, it's, it's, it's one of those things, if you don't know, you don't know, but that's step one, because there's ways of um, putting things in place to, to reduce your taxes, right? And um, there's also, in my opinion, incentives for you to become richer because the the taxes are are cheaper the more income you you get so the more menial labor you have the more you get taxed really heavy so you're being incentivized and and I remember going through that learning curve but that's not what this is about cuz I do remember kind of when it clicked for me um I was like wait a minute they're incentivizing us to start our own businesses and to become wealthier. They're telling you that they're going to tax you less the, the richer you become. So it's kind of like, hey, you want to pay less taxes? You want to keep more of your money? Here's this little carrot stick. Figure out how to get to it. The carrot stick, this little carrot. And so that's what I've been working on. I I still remember. And this happened around the same time, too, that my third eye started to open and I be, started to become more spiritually aware. All of these things started to happen in quick succession. But so that's a really good podcast. Go check it out. I might play it at the end of this podcast, too, for those of you who want to hear it on the tail end. Literally. So I'm on YouTube on the shorts and I just finished listening to that one. And then the next one down is this guy. Um, with millions of people of Chappelle. I'm going to play the video. It's a short, and then I'm going to come back and just talk about how we absolutely need to change this mindset. Here we go. And so uh, Kanye is saying at the beginning of the, the clip, because he moves so fast, he talks so fast. It says millions of people. Here we go. Millions of people have had DEFCON 3 on their contracts. Do you know why Prince, he called himself the artist when he came back? He calls himself the artist. Because that's what they call us in our contracts. Oh, these contracts are crazy. You should hear the terminology they say in these contracts. To use your name and likeness. And, and it's funny because immediately as soon as I heard him talking about that, <clears throat> I was like, why did you sign it? Because I didn't sign one of those contracts. But anyways. Perpetuity throughout the universe. Who the fuck could possibly know what that means? Nobody. Uh... We could. He says nobody. Uh, yeah. Actually, we could. This is not anything brand new. And especially with him releasing this, this is nothing brand new. No one is forcing you to go into these places and sign your rights away. And it gets even funnier because it is David Chappelle. Ha ha. Here's the rest of the joke. It's so complicated, in fact, that when you're a kid like me, you have to hire somebody to tell you what that means. 
Now, granted, I have dealt with contracts before. I took contract law and uh, uh, one and two at the college level, and yeah, sometimes you do need people to specialize and and um, break everything down to you. But at the same time, it's kind of funny because he's like, I don't know what that means. Nobody knows what that means. I have to hire someone to tell me what that means. Listen, if you were under the sound of my voice, especially young people, and you're thinking of going to Hollywood, understand in 2022, there is absolutely no reason moving forward why you should be signing contracts where you're signing away your life, where you're signing death con, where you're sacrificing your mom the way that Kanye did, right? There's no reason. Or if you're going to go into it, go like into it the way that you do with anything in life. On the in, in the investing side of, of life, what's the first thing we tell you? Do your due diligence. Make sure that it fits for you. Everything that, you know, the things that I do is packaged and bundled specifically for me. Right? You, some of you are married. Some of you have children. Some of you have a significant other. Some of you are younger. Some of you are older. So you're, the way that you approach, you know, what passive income means for you and how to get there and, and whether you want to continue to, you know, be employed or working doing what you love or, you know, <clears throat> continuing to, to kind of just, um, figure out how to do uh, capital tax, you know, capital gains and, and work with that. All of us are different, but that's the first thing they tell you in investing 101. Do your due diligence. Understand. And so that means a lot of us are lazy, right? A lot of us just want things to fall into our lap and for us to just sign it away. And we are trusting people. But you have to understand what these things mean for yourself. And yes, I, I, some of the some of the the dumbest things decisions I've made in my life I didn't have a lawyer. Right, I just kind of crossed my fingers and hoped that you know the world is gonna sort these type of things out. So I, I mean I can kind of laugh at him, but I I've been on the other side of it too in my in real life, right? But but I think what it speaks to is kind of um, you get to a point in life where you're not just willing to throw away. Things like your life and things like your money and things like your time, you start to to scrutinize and um, make more dedicated decisions. And sometimes, too, it even speaks to sometimes we feel like we know everything. Can you imagine that? Our at our whole grown age, we feel like we know everything that we're going to be different. But it's true. They say the, the longer you live, the more you understand you don't know things. And then that's where you start to surround yourself with people who specialize in different things. Let me finish playing this and I'm going to play it again. And you sit down at a table and you do the contract game. I've even thought about coming back and doing another Chappelle show. Well, but if I do... I can't call it Chappelle Show because my name and likeness is being used by them in perpetuity throughout the universe. And it's unfortunate that that happened to him. Um, you know, but I think that especially when we talk about the divide between the young people and the older people, the mature people, the seasoned people, right? The ones who are aging like fine wine, such as yourself, such as myself, right? He should be one of the last people to be a slave to the rhythm, right? 
Slave to the rhythm. Love that song too. Okay? That is my jam. By Michael Jackson, Slave to the Rhythm. Um, actually, it's a great song um, in tandem with, with the one we just heard by Rob by Robert Kayasoki in the previous podcast. I'll play it at the end of this podcast again too. And then um, in, t- in tandem with what Dave Chappelle is talking about. You know, Age of Aquarius is about us being able to accumulate so much information in a short period of time. And, you know, this should be setting a lot of us free. We should be breaking the shackles off our feet and just skyrocketing. And the thing is, it's like just in this 30 second, these last two 30 second clips, that's enough information for a young person to change the trajectory of their life. Even adults, right? We start to move different. And the thing is, we need to teach our kids, right? Because there's no reason that we should have had a Dave Chappelle sign away his talent into perpetuity throughout the universe. But that's because he didn't have a father that was a businessman that understood contract law or an uncle or a pastor, you know, that cared enough to make sure that he wasn't in that situation, but it shouldn't happen moving forward. You need to have these conversations with yourself, your family, significant others, your your children. And so the tragedy is going to be, you know, even even with last year, I remember when Meg the Stallion signed her contracts. I don't know if she had a lawyer with her. I think part of when you're so young is you're so up a creek and so um tied up for money that you just kind of cross your fingers and hope that, you know, these people aren't going to try to take you over, but I want to do a podcast, separate podcast too. I think that the more knowledgeable I become, the more I can see through the eyes of a predator. Not that I am predatory, but I see what they saw because people that are sheep, you know, I understand when they get shaped because we have a pure aura about ourselves. And sometimes innocence, people want to take advantage of that. And you don't know until you, until you know. So even hearing something like Dave Chappelle... You better believe that I would hope our young people, if they decide to go into that into that industry, I don't know why they would want to, um, you know, as opposed to just becoming your own individual like Maya. Maya is a um, songwriter and musician or whatever. She has her own and she's doing just as well. Of course, uh, I don't want to go too much down that route, but I feel like... Um, Let me let me let me finish playing this. It's in the contract. Millions of people have had DEFCON 3 on their contracts. Do you know why Prince, he called himself the artist when he came back? He calls himself the artist because that's what they call us in our contracts. Oh, these contracts are crazy. You should hear the terminology they say in these contracts. To use your name and likeness and perpetuity throughout the universe. And so I'm just initially reacting to reacting to this. I'm pretty sure I'm going to circle back in future podcasts and talk about this. But it's even things like at this point, not only is this message setting people free. It's funny because the slaves are setting other people free. Quite literally, you know, you look at the contracts that Kanye signed up. And it's so interesting because when Kanye talks about slavery was a choice, it's like Kanye signing that contract was a choice. Okay. Same thing with David Chappelle. 
But here's here's what a lot of us, the richer we become, the more we need to understand this. You go through this thought process where you start to understand just how valuable you really are. You start to feel yourself. And it's kind of funny, too, because people, you know, the there's a term that uh, Napoleon Hill uses in his book. And he says, evil minded people. Right. And so it's evil minded people, low vibrational people who always try to bring you down to their level when you start to feel yourself. Right. Beyonce came out with the song. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling myself. Right. You start to realize. I might not be the best looking person out here, but I got legs for days. I got some double D's. I got some nice, thick, plump lips. You know what I'm saying? I got some lint in my hair. I got smooth skin. I got a little bit of curves to work with. Might not be the smartest girl out there, but I understood what it's like to go through the curriculum of an educational system and enjoy the process and become well-rounded in those areas. I might not be the richest person or most smartest when it comes to like investing in crypto and passive income and and that type of thing but I'm getting there and I'm doing well for myself and I'm so much of an asset that you know there's always going to be someone looking to see if I understand my value enough or not and one of the uh y'all already know one of my favorite content creators out there Cynthia G but she's like you have to have standards and boundaries and I think there's one for as much as she says it I'm low-key embarrassed that I don't remember the third one standards boundaries and expectations I think or something like that standards and boundaries are the two that stick out to me and um so you have to know your value you have to know that people are going to be always testing it and sometimes it sucks right sometimes it sucks because For the most part, if you identify as a divine feminine or divine masculine, you see the good in other people and you hope that they see it in you and they hope you you cross your fingers and that innocent part of you hopes that they're not going to take advantage of you. But as much as you hate it, you know, you can change the world in two ways. One, you start to understand your value and you start to set those parameters because uh, like I said, I'm not the biggest fan of you going into the industry, but if you're going to do it, make it work for yourself. Um, this is taking me back and I want to go back to the second thing that, that helps you too. But <clears throat> a lot of you, for especially for my Divine Feminines, I did a podcast a couple of days ago, about a week ago. <clears throat> and on the thumbnail, there was a little girl, a little black melanated, beautiful girl. It's a, It's an art picture. Um, and I listed the name of the artist and you can go buy that print on Etsy. Go check her out. Support your girl. Um, and there's a little melanated girl riding a wolf. <clears throat> and I uploaded that and I loved it. And I did a, a, cap, a, a um, capstone at the end of the podcast about why I loved it. Because a lot of us, like my, my parents' generation, they wanted me to, to protect me from the big bad wolf. But they didn't teach me to see what they were seeing. And so I still, you know, sheep get eight when it comes to relationships. So I still got eight, right? With me, oh, I can see that that, that sheep coming a mile away. I'm either going to mace it, tase it, break its neck, you know, or pivot and just it can't get within six feet of me, right? Like I already see it coming. But my hope is that we are equipping our 
young people like the, you know, my niece and my godkids, we're passing all the tea, all of the knowledge off of the back of these slaves, like, for example, Chappelle and Kanye. I love him or hate him, right? Um, our children should be riding these wolves, getting the, the most out of them, right? I was t- it's just the energy of that image is kind of like, if you're going to play, then play to win, dominate it, subjugate it, put yourself in the position of control so that we're no longer afraid of the big bad wolf. If you're going to go into something like what Dave Chappelle and Kanye are doing, you're not going to put a contract out to, to murk your mother or to sacrifice your child, you know, or you're not going to allow them to use your um, likeness and image into perpetuity. Because you already been spit, given game. So what you go in there and what you tell them is, listen, you're going to cover the marketing costs. I'm going to get my money up front and my royalties are going to be X amount, you know, and we're going to have a, a limited contract for the one year. I create music for you to the best of my ability. You provide the studio and the resources I need. And we will visit this contract in a year. And guess what? Some people might not. Some places won't want to. Because there's another sucker that will, right? Um, and so this this information, as much as it sucks, is there's a lesson. It, it's kind of it's kind of a uh, under under uh, humor, right? But he didn't understand his value. the 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 wealthier I've become, the more I understand my value. Yes, and how we do one thing is how we do everything. I started to understand my value more as a woman, you know, after my my relationships, but it makes me appreciate myself that much more. You better believe any and uh, any even even with my friends, y'all. Even with my friends, even with people I meet, there's just certain lines like, Mm-mm, "Don't even try it." It's part of that coming into that queen energy of kind of like we joke about it a lot. Like, do you know who I am? <laughs> I, I don't think you really know who I am, you know. And, and so what what's interesting, too, is a lot of times people you'll hear them say, like, who does she think she is? She should be getting treated like the rest of us while the rest of us have um, we're subjugated and we're put through certain behaviors and da da da. But let me finish playing this and I'm going to go. Who the fuck could possibly know what that means? Nobody does. It's so complicated, in fact, that when you're a kid like me, you have to hire somebody to tell you what that means. And you sit down at a table and you do the contract game. I've even thought about coming back and doing another Chappelle show. Well, but if I do... I can't call it Chappelle Show because my name and likeness is being used by them in perpetuity throughout the universe. It's in the contract. Millions of people have had DEFCON 3 on their... So I I just find that interesting. I'm absolutely going to circle back. Um, Today is one of my busy days. Um, I'm going to be leaving in a little bit. I have my alkaline water here with my emergency with zinc in it. going to drink that. Um... And then head on out. But I want to play for those of you who didn't hear the first um, podcast, what Robert Kiyosaki has to say. And I want you to hear the contrast between the knowledge. I don't, I'm not going to, I don't know. A part of me feels like 
with Kanye and Chappelle, they're still playing the victim type of thing. But that being said, they, they were taken advantage of. That's, you know. Um, but same way I, I say, Sheep Got 8. Listen, I hold the L, we hold the L. But you pass the information on to the younger generation so they don't have to go through the same thing, right? And now you really have a choice, right? So... The other thing the poor don't understand is the number one expense for most people is taxes. Well, the reason the rich don't work for money is number one expense is tax. See, there's three kinds of income. Earned, portfolio, passive. So earned income is if I get a job, that's earned income. If I'm a doctor or a programmer, that's earned income because I'm working for it. If I buy, let's say, Apple for $10 and I send it for 20 that's uh, portfolio income, capital gains. Yeah. But passive income, which is cash flow, is never taxed. And so all these guys are screaming right now in America, tax the rich. I said, good luck. Because most of the guys complaining, they don't know the three kinds of income. And the rich don't have jobs anyway. They have assets. The other thing. So I think what's so interesting to me this early in the morning, and I'm just waking up. So I already know my mind is going to go a thousand miles with this but the word as i'm closing out is one of the last words that uh kaiosaki said at the end and that word is no knowledge and we're in a world where we're in the information y'all we are officially in the age of aquarius where we are amassing information at lightning speed and with knowledge comes power. And it gives you autonomy over your life and over your finances and your health. So I hope that you internalize it and you're able to ingest it. And there's a reason I'm saying internalize and ingest it too, because understanding that I am Virgo rising. And so I'm stepping into what I understand is analyzing thing with the virgos are the digestive system of the of the body of the zodiac body so i take the content and i consume just about everything or i pay attention to what i consume and then my uh i go through and i say what can we take away from this where can i get nutrients how can i send this to the heart space how can i send this to the head space how can i make our bones stronger how can i give ourselves more muscle how can i make ourselves more beautiful and the rest is just shit <laughs> and then i fl- i send a message to the brain to just flush it right so i'm hoping that a lot of you you know sometimes if you have too many vitamins your body will just flush it on out. Some of you already are know what you're doing with this and you're going to just, it's not relevant to you. Um, and for some of you, it's going to resonate. That's a word that we use a lot in this esoteric side of thing in the esoteric realm, right? But I hope that it resonates with you. I hope it becomes a part of your DNA. I hope it becomes a part of your makeup. You know, um, I'm pretty sure I'm going to come back and do a podcast about, Millions of you know, like I said, on their contracts. The contrast between, um, you know, which one is playing a victim. They both have knowledge, right? Kanye, Chappelle, and Robert Kiyosaki have knowledge. And we're in a good position because we can take information from both and use it as a launching pad to get further and higher, quicker than they did. You know, 
Um, so let me get off of here. I hope that that was helpful. That was just deep in, in watching the con- the contrast between the two. And again, I will give the benefit of the ba- doubt to um, Chappelle in the sense of, you know, and, and I do want to do a little bit of a dig and just be like, yeah, not the brightest tool in the shed. But at the same time, a lot of us, we kind of think like, well, then I'm smart. You know, I, I, um, uh, I know what I'm doing, but there's going to, you're going to get to certain points in life where you need a lawyer. People surrounding yourself with people who know, you know, things. And it's it always been fascinating to me, especially when I think back to how smart I thought I was when I was 18 and 19 and 20, right? Um, and I was just the smartest thing, you know, because I was in college and learning stuff and not understanding that my brain is not even fully developed until I'm 25, right? And I think back to the decisions I made by then, back then and and um, not necessarily having all the access to all the information the way that other people do. And like I said, I do want to do a podcast where um, Bloomberg did a, a, a YouTube video and they're kind of, I'm going to say, like bitching and moaning about, you know, cab drivers being able to understand and invest in crypto. But I want to talk about the the mindset behind it between the rich and the the wealthy and the the poor. And we are going through interesting times. I do believe they're going to raise the bar in terms of how we deal with um, crypto. It's already already becoming regulated. It's even things like within the last two years when I started learning about crypto and um, educating myself on it and circling back to something like shorting crypto um the the platform i'm on kraken has it to where now you have to have 10 million dollars worth of assets right um in order to short the market but that's a way of them regulating who can get into into you know get in with the big boys right but it's okay because even like when i've talked with you guys about how it's going to take me about three years to get to grow one of my accounts to two million. It doesn't really bother me because even when I listen to um, I mentioned to you guys, I was listening to this one guy. Um, The YouTube video titled 20,000 to 1.7, 1.75 million in 420 days by Cameron Foes, Foes. On YouTube, and I think I did do a screenshot and I did a podcast on that one for you guys. Go check him out. Um, whether you're going into trading or investing, it doesn't matter. Listen to him, and it's funny because you, I would say, save it and come back and listen to it in an, in a year from now, or even three months and six months from now, because there's little things that you just don't understand. And when I'm listening to it, I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, I understand what he's saying. I remember that I went through something similar to that. It took him 17 years, you know. So, yeah, if he's making 20,000 to 107 to 1.7 million, understand that this is 17 years of him trading under his belt to where it. So it's funny because he says in 420 days, but really it's he's he's building off of 17 years. And so it's the same thing for a lot of us, too. Right. But never never stop learning, never stop seeking knowledge, never stop seeking understanding. You know, um, was watching the podcast last night with uh, Priscilla and it was the podcast titled 
uh, or YouTube, because she does a podcast style. It was the one um, named um, Raising Feminine Consciousness. That one was so deep, y'all. Imagine falling asleep with all of that information, what it does to your brain. There's something that actually, it, it's it's deep. And then um, what that's going to mean for the rest of my life and how I view things. But one of the things that came up is is we underestimate, you know, what it means to develop mastery. How much time does that take? There's a book that actually... Um, I think is it called the four hour work or the 10 hour work week? I think it was in that book. And I, I remember taking a picture of it. I still remember what it looks like. And it said it takes 10,000 hours to develop mastery. And it said it, it was on two pages and it was gray background with white words. And 10,000 was in like huge, like hundred, hundred size font, 10,000 hours for you to develop mastery. And a lot of us, you know, want just things to just happen. And that's why sometimes we we can feel like we're getting disrespected by people who've been through things, you know, and part of the reason why they do look down and scoff at you because it's like, you haven't put the time in, you haven't put the knowledge in, you don't understand how these systems work, right? So we'll talk more about this. This is really fascinating. All right, y'all, until the next podcast, bye. Hey, post uh, musings of a divine feminine here. So there was another thing. I'm I'm looking for a thumbnail. So I haven't picked up the thumbnail for this podcast, but I'm pretty sure by the time you're hearing this, you will see it. Um, so I'm listening to the to the clip again, and Chappelle is saying like, "Oh, you know, I feel crippled because I want to come back and I want to create content, but they have my image and likeness." I've talked about this a little bit too. We have to kind of turn the dial up just a little bit more. What's going to set us apart from everyone else who has been victimized or taken advantage of and we just weren't in the know, you know, um, is use that that to think outside of the box, you know, because now it's like, well, what, what does it mean? The same way he's figuring out what it means to be stripped of his image and likeness, and that's his fallback. I've been talking about, for me, the stage I'm in right now, I don't have my titles, right? My 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 job position title. I don't have the income that came with that. I don't have, you know, I'm not going into another position where I'm leveraging my titles and my, my degrees or anything like that. So now I am... In the position that he's in where I'm figuring out who am I? I'm not my degrees. I'm not my, my purchase, you know, my real estate. I'm not my job experience. I'm not my job title. I'm still, you know, role of auntie and daughter and sister. But what does that mean? What does that really look like? And so when you get into that energy you start to be creative and you start to become bigger than, you know, the 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 sum of the total, I think is the, is the phrase that is used, right? And it's like he can stay stunted by what happened to him or he can transform this and transmute this energy to become even bigger and greater than anything even we could have imagined. Because 
what if we are soul? What if we are more than just our image and our likeness and our name? He could probably even reinvent himself, right? (laughs) Now that would be wild. But I don't want us to stay stuck. A lot of us have been run through the mud. You're, you're including, you know, yours truly. It's even to the point I don't even want to talk about it. I've mentioned some things and I'm not even talking about relationships and, you know, some some decisions and contracts I got into. And But you better believe when I'm telling you, yeah, you need a lawyer. Yeah, you need someone looking over the paperwork. Yeah, you can't trust people. Doesn't matter who it is. It could be people from church. It could be business partners, trust and believe. Same thing too. Like even when you think about, um, like my favorite word today is tandem. The word of the day is tandem. When you listen to the, to the words between Robert Kiyosaki and, um, Dave Chappelle and Kanye, people who are employed have contracts. I, I, I still remember it does kind of grind my gears a little bit, but when I tell you, you, you couldn't get me to go back and work there. The last job that I was at, they had in the contract that they could fire you at will. This is supposed to be a Christian institution, right? But they were still slaving us out, still pimping us out. You better trust and believe. And it was down to where the system, they would try to, um, it was down to where even the system, right before I left, I was talking to one of the, the guys there and um, we would have our little chats and stuff like that. And and he's like, can you believe that I went? And he's like, I and and you get to that point where you start to say, do you know who I am? Do you know my value? Yeah, they know your value. Do you know your value? And how long are you going to tolerate it and go look for something else that's going to pay you what you're worth? And, you know, be willing to walk away from those that are not going to serve your purpose or have it reciprocated, right? And he's like, can you believe she told me that... um I'm supposed to be a missionary. That's why I'm working at a Christian institution. So she's not going to pay me more. And it's like that abusive relationship, absolutely slaving TF out of him and everybody else, told him that he shouldn't be asking for more money because he was being a missionary, right? Basically in the missionary position, getting fucked. (laughs) That he was, and I said, what? I was like, no, she's, he said, yes, she told me that I'm a missionary and that I should, that's part of the the reason I work here is because I'm working for less to be of service to other people. I don't know if he's still there. I I have no desire to go back there, but if anybody would probably kind of join me in this like whole crypto and investing world, it would be him because we were not with the ish, like, mm -mm. right. And, um, but it forced me to get to exactly where I'm at. And I said it over and over for as hard and as grueling as that was, right? One of the reasons I walked away from that job is I, um, I was, I was saying like, yeah, you're out here promoting. I would see it all the time for as long as I was there. You come in on just skin color. I know they're not as smart as me. They weren't doing half the work that I was. I remember, I can't go into titles, but there were people that had um, one step up for me and I was doing way more work than they were, putting in way more hours. I was in the office more. I was more hands-on, 
I was doing more of the the reports and the the framework of what was going on. And this person was making way more, but the only difference between her and myself and her attitude was so funky. Like the way she would talk to her boss, I was like, I would never. The only difference, I had more um, education under my belt than she did too. And more years of experience under my belt than she did too. Only difference is, yeah, I'm I'm tall, so everybody's going to be short in comparison to me. Blonde hair, blue eyes. Only difference. Only difference. But guess guess who's still employed over there? Different. She's working for a different boss, but still in the same position. And yeah, it can get comfortable. But I drive by every day making just as much as that raise that I would have begged them for and had to sacrifice for. You know, I talk a lot about how when we deal with the stuff that Kanye said, it's like, how do you mastermind your way out of these situations and these these things that keep us confined? And you're going to find it's going to propel you much further. But yeah, let me go, you guys, because I, I got to go drink my water. It's already 830 and, and I, I want to start hitting the road. Um, well, no, I have to get ready. And then I need to be at the house. Um, by 9.30, so I have one hour. Um, so, I better not come on here. But you better believe I will be circling back to, to Robert Kiyosaki, the conversation about three types of income, and uh, Kanye and Dave Chappelle, and um, how we can learn from that. Until the next podcast, bye. Remember what it was I was, I was trying to wrap up. I was talking about how my last job, in the contract, they said that they could fire you at will. Right. And it's it's a very nasty way to slip something into contract law, you know, for for HR practices. Um, but like I said, I just had to cross my my fingers and pay my dues and get on out of there. But I w- when I talk about how the future I want for my 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 kids, right, my my God babies and my niece if and when she seeks employment, I'm going to make sure that it's not one of those contracts where she has to be at one of those places. Because I remember not only hearing about it and renewing contracts and and seeing that they can fire you at will. Um, I, at, of course, because you're making friends there and not in the sense of like um the chummy and we're going out to to lunch. I didn't go out to eat or with lunch with anybody until my when I when I was leaving. So I kept my my relationships there very professional. But um we would hear about people getting fired. Ruthlessly, mercilessly. And if the boss just kind of figured out that they didn't like you, they can fire you at will, no rights, no nothing, no security. And, you know, and so a lot of us, we took that risk. And so it's kind of like, yeah, you know, that that's the carrot in front of you. And, you know, because I, I wanted to kind of tie in that a lot of us, I, I was uh, as I was working on the title was, you know, Kanye is doing the same thing that I'm doing, but I'm I'm kind of sharing, spreading the 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 blame. 
Kanye will be like, oh, well, slavery was a choice. Our ancestors, this, that, and the third, da-da-da. But he also signed a contract, and I think he signed it relatively still at a time when a lot of us knew that these contracts, yeah, we knew about those sacrifices, right? And you talk about, like, this is after Cosby and Jordan and, um, you know, Michael Jordan and all these other artists that you hear about that they quote unquote sacrifice. Although I, I, uh, I don't know to what degree, I don't know. That that's a whole other um thing that I'm not prepared to go down that rabbit hole right now. But um what was interesting when you look at it in tandem with Robert Ta- Ta- uh, Kayasaki is he talks about the three types of taxes and the you have the type of job where you are working for someone else, where you're employed for someone else. And we go into these contracts as doctors and lawyers and nurses and whatever those jobs are, right? And, but those contracts are ending, are making you end up getting taxed. And, um, contract and taxes, that's, that's kind of like the overarching theme for these, those two, um, podcasts. And I have to process it a little bit more, but, um, How do you get out of those those contracts, right? You move more to capital gains or more to passive income. But you have to know your worth. You get to a point where you you are not going to just work for the man anymore. And yeah, you might have to mastermind your way out of it. But that masterminding, that thought process is so much so that it's going to put you like tenfold better than where you were. But you got to use your intellect and your mind. Sometimes it with it comes a physical, you know, day-to-day labor. And I kind of knew with that job too. I think over time, um, I just started to realize like, okay, this is a stepping stone. And so I remember like I would get my, my stuff done and I would be studying for my real estate exam and I'd be studying for my financial insurance exam, right? And... um. The summers when they left me unattended, you know, I'd make sure the stuff was done, but I was always studying something. I was always doing my certification on something or getting my license on something. And so when the time came, I was able to just bounce the way that I needed to. And even that wasn't a a final resting place. It just took me onto a path where I am now. So... I don't know, I really hope I'm motivating you guys, kind of helping you figure out, you know, if if you are at a job that you don't like it, we've talked about this before, they're not paying you what you're worth, mastermind how to get out of it, mastermind what you need to do to get to the passive income side of things. And I've broken down, like, you can get out in three years. Back in the days, it used to be with Warren Buffett 10 years before he made his first million, using the same in the same um knowledge that I have now. So Age of Aquarius is about collapsing timelines. We're collapsing all of the time that it took Dave Chappelle to go through that stuff. We're collapsing all the time it took Meg the Stallion to go through all that stuff with her contracts. We're collapsing all the time it took Prince, the artist, to go through um what it means for contract law. We're collapsing all the time it took for 
Kanye to figure out <laughs> that he signed a death con contract. We're collapsing all the time and knowledge it took for Robert Kiyosaki to accumulate that knowledge. And now it's right here, you know, at your fingerprint, at your fingertips. But then that means now I can, like I said, now I can take the, the uh, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. I think Albert Einstein is the one who said that, right? So Ro Warren Buffett leveraged that. He took $10,000 and grew it into a um, million dollars, I believe, in 10 years. I'm able to take $1,000 and grow it into two point something million dollars in 36 months. Same principle, but collapsed information, collapsed knowledge, more advanced. Things are so much more better than they were back then. Another thing I wanted to kind of address too, from just listening to, um, y'all, um, this water I'm about to drink, listen, and I have to go shower and get ready. So, but, um, one of the things that came up when I was listening to Princella last night too with and Ken Bisbon was, you know, you can start to tell the difference between men and women because you have some people who will keep talking about the past and then you have people who will be talking about the future. And with with Robert Kaisaki, it was kind of subtle, kind of like present futuristic, but with um Kanye and um Chappelle it's just reminiscing on the past, right? Kind of staying stuck in the past. But we do kind of need both, right? It's good to reflect. I reflect a lot. Part of planning for the future is reflecting on patterns, how people move, how people behave. If this, then that. And if, if there's nothing new under the face of the sun, right? So, all right, I'm officially done. Bye.